Welcome to The Thriving Christian Artist, the podcast where we help artists thrive spiritually, artistically, and in business from a kingdom perspective. I'm Matt Tama, your host. Let's get started. If you've been wondering why so much Christian art seems so bad, I'm going to tell you why today and hopefully give you five ways that are going to help to make it better in your own art practice here on The Thriving Christian Artist. Well, hey, my friend, so glad that you are with me today. Uh, I want to jump into a little bit of a hot button topic uh, that that people are, are like, are you really even going to talk about this? But I'm absolutely going to talk about it. I want to take you back. Uh, I think it was probably 2011. I was at my first big radio show um, that I was doing, big interview for the release of my book, Unlocking the Heart of the Artist. Um, I was in a big major city um, on at a downtown radio station. This was an international radio station. Um, Christian, you know, going to people all over the world. So millions of people potentially uh, listening to this. And the guy gets on, I'm already nervous, you know, and he gets on, he's like, today we have Matt Tommy, you know, welcome. He's going to be talking about his new book, Unlocking the Heart of the Artist. So Matt, welcome to the show. Tell us, Matt, why is Christian art so bad? And I was like, oh, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> There I am trying to encourage people and do what, you know, I, was, I felt like the Lord was calling me to do. And I felt like a little bit of anger and intimidation and freaking out and a little bit of laughter at the same time. I just like, I did not know what to do. And honestly, I can't even remember at this point, it's been so many years. I'm not sure exactly what I said. I think I muddled my my way through it. But that question for me really has has stuck and really been at the heart of so much that I've tried to help artists move through uh, in everything that we've done uh, at Matt Tommy Mentoring and in my Creative to Thrive Artist Mentoring Program is learn how to steward well the things that God uh, has placed within us so that we can walk in the full capacity that he has for us, glorify him, and also allow our work to, to really stand on its own in the marketplace. If I've learned one thing over the years, I think that's probably the the one of the biggest things that I try to communicate to artists all the time is whether you're a Christian or not, your work has got to stand on its own. It's got to be great art. I think it was C.S. Lewis that talked about, you know, we don't need more Christian writers. We need great writers. Uh, we need Christians that are great writers that are creating great literature. And I would say the same thing for visual artists as well. We don't need necessarily more quote unquote Christian artists. We need people who love Jesus that are creating great art and putting that out in the marketplace so that people can be transformed and changed in the presence of God so they can have an encounter with him. So it kind of begs the question, you know, why is a lot of art, you know, Christian art, why does it get a bad rap? Why does a lot of it immature and and that sort of thing? Why is it a lot of it kind of kitschy and cliche and, and that sort of thing? The first thing I would say is this, you know, as I've gotten to know uh, so many artists over the years uh, in the church, I think what happens is people that have been artists for uh, their whole life, but maybe that's gotten stuffed through life and through whatever, maybe they believe the myth of the starving artist, you can't make a living from your art, you know, all this sort of thing. And so they finally get reignited and they're like, yes, I'm going to go for it. But but guess what? Their skill level probably is not caught up with, with their passion. And so what happens is they start really focusing on the passion, the maybe the prophetic visions that God's giving them, the the heart behind maybe just spiritual processing or using this as a devotional time with the Lord. The focus is not on uh, skill and that sort of thing. It's just really on expression. 
There's also been a big movement, uh, especially as prophetic art and Christian art has really come back into prominence over uh, in the last decade, you know, even 15 years or, or more. Uh, there's been a real focus uh, on this idea that if it's prophetic or if it's, you know, really spirit led, it is spontaneous. And listen, this is not a slam on spontaneous work at all. Uh, I think everything that we do to some extent uh, as artists is spontaneous in that we're creating in the moment. But for many artists, especially Christians, as they're in this kind of atmosphere of, you know, where they're seeing people painting in worship, where they're understanding this idea of the, the spontaneous flow of the spirit and that sort of thing, there can often be this uh, concept where they're throwing the baby out with the bathwater and thinking that no planning, no skill development uh, is needed, but that you only need to go with with you know the the spontaneous flow, and that's not that's not balanced. That's not not true either. You only have to look, I think, at the at the Fibonacci uh, sequence and patterns in nature to know that God is a God who plans and designs and does things on purpose and and plays the long game. Is he is a God of purpose. And so while there obviously is a spontaneous flow to everything we do as artists, there's also this, this opportunity for us to uh, really plan and develop and enlarge our capacity through the skills that we develop. And many times uh, that's not happening uh, in the lives of a lot of artists who, again, love Jesus and are going after him the best way they, they can, but they've not been given the full picture. And so what you're seeing, while it's very passionate, it's not a very skilled uh, expression of what God wants to do in them fully. They may be taking the seeds of inspiration and not really uh, pressing into that uh, idea or metaphor or skill development in a way that will allow them to further develop uh, develop the idea and the execution of that in a, uh, a really powerful way. So I want, you know, my passion is always to help uh, all artists really function in the fullness of what God has designed you for so that not only can you walk in the in the you know joy and fulfillment and in the abundant life that Jesus promised, but also that your life would have an impact. And let me just say this, whether you are in a very immature expression of what you're doing and you're learning right now, uh, or you're somebody that's been doing your art for a long time and you're very, very, very skilled, God can use all of us in any part of our journey. But I think the thing that we learn from, for example, the, the parable of the talents in Matthew 25, Jesus says in there, you know, you've been faithful with little. Now I'm going to make you ruler over much. So there's always this concept of, of stewarding and growing and investing in the seed of inspiration and the seed of skill uh, that God has put inside of us. That's our responsibility, right? God gives us the seed of inspiration. God gives us the desire, the passion, the vision, but then it's up to us how we steward that. And so I want to give you five things today I think that will, will help you as an artist continue to enlarge your capacity in what God's doing so that you don't have to be a casualty of, of this thing. And why is Christian art so bad? But you can really step into the fullness of, of what it is. So number one, I want to say this, um, make sure that you know the fundamentals of what it is that you're doing uh, as an artist. I remember when uh, the Lord really began to call me back into my basketry in a real um, focused way to have a studio and a studio practice. And he said, I'm going to begin to use this as a platform for what I want to do in your life. He told me one time, he said, go back and relearn your craft. 
And I'm like, what do you mean go back and relearn my crap? Like I've, I've been making baskets at that point for like 13, 14 years. I knew what I was doing pretty much. You know, I'd never really, uh, I'd not taken classes, but I'd uh, kind of self-taught myself. But what I felt the Lord was saying is, is kind of like that analogy of the old football coaches every year would, you know, bring his, his football team together and say, this is a football. For me, I need to go back and say, this is my material. This is the design. This is the aesthetic that I'm going for. And let's look at this from the ground up. A lot of times we get into bad patterns, unhealthy patterns, uh, you know, things that that are not necessarily helpful, but they establish patterns in our life artistically. They're not necessarily where we want to be going. But because we just kind of get on autopilot, uh, we don't ever really examine those. And I think it's good for all of us to go back and say, what is it that I'm really doing? What skills do I really need to understand to really master in order to uh, do the thing that God has called me uh, to do? So that's always a good thing uh, to be sharpening the, the, uh, the knife, if you will, sharpening the ax so that when you do go uh, to create your art, you're doing so in a way that uh, that is is masterful and that is uh, really founded in, in good technique. Number two, I would say plant the seeds of inspiration. Your heart uh, and mind are a garden, right? And so whatever you allow to be planted uh, in that garden is going to bring forth fruit. And the same is true uh, in your artistic practice as well. When you go in to create, uh, you're not going in just with a blank slate. You're going in with the fruit of everything that you've planted inside your heart, right? All the inspiration, all the art that you've seen, all the art that you've created, the things that made you go, wow, the, the presence of God that drew you in uh, a certain direction, if you're not planting seeds of inspiration, then when you get to the studio, you can many times be just running on fumes or going through the motions and doing the same old things that you've always done. This is a lot of time, I think, where people get into using trite metaphor and sort of kitschy Christian metaphor of, you know, you uh, that's where, you know, people talk a lot about, oh, we don't need more people creating doves and crosses and lions and all that. And again, nothing wrong with doves and crosses and lions, but, but there's so much more, right? There's so much more interesting uh, metaphor and opportunity to visually stimulate and draw people into to story and beauty than just sort of the trite, uh, typical things that we've seen uh, over the years from Christian artists that, that often give people a bad rap. And so the more that you plant the seeds of inspiration in your heart and you allow those to, to really marinate and, and, and grow inside of you, the more that you give ideas time to marinate and grow, uh, the more that you're going to get more mature uh, artistic metaphor and design and aesthetic coming coming out of you. I talk about this a little bit in my book, Prophetic Art, where I talk about this idea of prophetic percolation and um, what the Lord began to show me about um, how, you know, coffee percolates and, and the, the, you know, the way that that is the same in uh, our creative process as well. So make sure that you're planting the seeds of inspiration so that when you come to the studio, you've got something to work with. And that can include not just, you know, making sure that your creative radar is on and you're doing things that are inspiring you and, and leading you into those wow moments, but also making sure that you're doing things like journaling and sketching and keeping a sketchbook and stewarding well the ideas that are coming to you on a regular basis. 
Thirdly, I would say find a mentor. And um, I say this as a mentor. I've mentored uh, thousands upon thousands of artists now and seen incredible growth, uh, not only artistically, but also financially and uh, interpersonally in people's lives, spiritually, as they've, they've learned to receive from somebody who's doing the thing that they want to do. I think one of the primary uh, principles that we see in God's word uh, is being teachable, being able to receive from somebody that's further along from you. And uh, you're here right now because you're teachable, and I appreciate you allowing me to to speak in uh, to your life. But you may need to find a mentor in your specific uh, art medium. You may need to join the Created to Thrive Artist Mentoring Program and learn how to to bring all this together and start growing your business. You may need to to find a, a mentor that can help you uh, in what you're doing aesthetically. But it's important to find a mentor because a mentor helps you be who you were meant to be. And when you're just trying to figure everything out on your own, you can do it, but you extend the timeline that it takes for change to happen in your life. I always tell people when they're considering, you know, becoming a part of Creative to Thrive, I say, listen, you don't have to, but you're going to pay uh, one way or the other. You're going to pay with your money by investing in yourself and investing in the program, or you're going to pay with time and frustration, trying to figure it out and put everything together, you know, yourself. And so... I just think for me, and I and I have mentors in my life, this is something that I don't just encourage you to look to a mentor. I look to mentors. I have people in my life, both paid and friendship relationships, that I am constantly uh, seeking input from and critical, um, you know, critical input from so that I can continue to grow in everything that God has called me to do. There are things that, that you will never be able to see about yourself, your art practice, uh, what you're doing creatively in business. You can't just see those things by yourself. You need another eye. You need another ear. And uh, that's you know why we created uh, the mentoring program that we have. That's why I love encouraging artists to do that because your growth can be accelerated in a huge way um, when you start to move uh, with a mentor that's, that's doing the thing that you want to do. Number four, I would say create and let God speak. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, a lot of times Christian artists in particular will front load um, their creative process with this desire to say something. I've got to say something, you know, or they feel like, you know, I've got this message from the Lord. And so that's got to be communicated in this clear, upfront, sort of realistic, um, representational sort of way, rather than creating from inspiration and beauty and passion in the way that really resonates with you and trusting God in the mystery. Listen, there's nothing wrong with wanting to say something from your art, but a lot of times I think when we when we try to front load those things with, with messages and we insist that the people that are looking at our art and in, interpret it in the same way that we meant it, we limit what God actually wants to do uh, with our art. And so one of the most fun things I think for artists is you're learning to get free uh, learn to walk in your identity uh, as, as a son and as a daughter, learning to be you know, skillful in what you're doing uh, in your craft and masterful and, and learning to really step out artistically. You learn that God is in those moments with you. This place of creating that you create in and your studio is a sacred space where you're inviting the Holy Spirit to move in and through and with everything that you're doing. And so in that place, 
I think you can lay down this need to, I've got to put a Bible verse on everything, or I've got to use a Christian metaphor for everything, or I've got to, you know, make sure that people know that this is named a certain thing so they know it's biblical or whatever. Now, listen, create with the Holy Spirit, invite him in, do the thing that God's put on you to do creatively and release it into the marketplace and let God do the work. Come on, trust the mystery of that. I think when you do that, it opens up so much more opportunity, not only for you artistically, but also spiritually, to see God move in ways that you never, ever thought were possible. And then lastly, uh, just as you know, the fifth thing, I would say, make sure that you are walking uh, in the place of being both filled and skilled. You know, if you've been around me for at all, I've been talking about this for years and years and years in Exodus 31. Uh, Bezalel uh, was the, you know, the artist in the Bible. It's the first time in God's word we see somebody filled with the spirit of God, which is pretty cool. And uh, and secondly, it says that he was filled with the spirit of God and skilled in every manner of workmanship. And so I think it's important that you realize as an artist uh, who is a believer, God didn't design you just to be filled with passion and desire and prophetic unction. He also designed you to be skilled in every manner of workmanship. And listen, that's not an easy process, but there's grace for that. When you're filled with passion and power and and the, the desire of God and the vision that God's put on you, you want to be in the studio. You want to enlarge your capacity. You want to learn the things that you need. Because here's the deal. The more you learn and the more you master your craft and the tools of your trade and, and the, the you know your aesthetic, your unique voice begins to grow and emerge out of that. But also you give yourself tons more opportunities when ideas come to you. Somebody said years ago, you know, if the only, uh, you know, tool that you have is a hammer, then every problem looks like a nail, right? You just do the same thing. And a lot of artists are like that. And I think, again, it's one of the core reasons why people say Christian art is so bad. It's not that it's, you know, so bad. It's just that the artist has only one tool or only a few tools. And that's a direct correlation between thinking that, you know, that because I'm a Christian, because God gave me this gift, he's just going to do it. And I just need to be spontaneous and in the moment and whatever. No, God's given you the vision and given you the opportunity and the authority to begin to move toward the development of that gift. And as you do that, there's going to be grace and increase and acceleration uh, in what you do. And so being filled and skilled is like the two wings of a plane, if you will. It's, it's the place where, you know, otherwise, if you just got one, you're kind of flying in a circle heading toward the ground, right? But when you can begin to bring both of those things to bear, all of a sudden there's acceleration, there's lift in uh, what God's called you to do. And listen, realize you're going to keep growing uh, as you go along with the Lord. Nobody's ever perfect. Nobody's ever in a place of complete maturity. There's always another hill uh, to climb. But I think as as we endeavor together to walk as people that are gifted by God, are called by God as artists to reveal his life and light, but at the same time, do it in a way that's skillful. We together can help to break this uh, this sort of idea that Christian art is so bad and it's not good and you know it, it's just kitschy and and tacky and all that sort of thing. No, we want to be filled and skilled. We want to be people that are walking in the glory and in the power of God in what we're doing, so that He can be uh, using our work and our life 
uh, as signs and wonders to move through as divine intersection points in this world. I love you, my friend. I'm so glad you're here. I know this may have been a little bit of a hard uh, message to hear, uh, but I hope you'll take it to heart and rub it in and really, really press into the Lord for everything that he has for you. Remember, uh, like, subscribe, uh, comment on this video. Let me know your thoughts. Uh, I'm sure you've got lots of thoughts after after this. Share it with a friend on social media and um, tell everybody about what's going over uh, here on the Matt Time Mentoring uh, YouTube channel as well as on our podcast. And uh, let's continue to grow this incredible army of artists that God's raising up all over the world. I love you, my friend. Thanks for being here. And remember, till next time, you were created to thrive. Bye. Hey, my friend, it's Matt. Listen, just wanted to say thanks for being with me on the podcast today. I hope you'll take a moment to subscribe so you don't miss anything here on the podcast, as well as leave us a review and let us know how much this podcast means to you. Until next time, my friend, I love you. And remember, you were created to thrive. Bye.